Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, he's back. Sean Spradling's back. <laughs> the straw that stirs a drink when it comes to international baseball talk on baseballs and boring and all across the social media world. Uh, and obviously, what do you have? A, you should have a counter, like a, a, a countdown to the WBC. Yeah, I, honestly, that's a great idea. The moment that they announce the dates of the next WBC, I'm going to make a countdown. I mean, we have an estimate, right? It has to be around a certain time. Yeah, so. roughly March 2026. Is there... Is there any, what was the, before we get into, we're going to get to a little bunch of stuff, but was there anything that the WBC obviously is, is red hot still, like we're almost a year out, but still, well, nine months out and still red hot and everyone can't wait for the next one. Oh yeah. Was there any talk of changes or players or, or, or anything, I don't know, Any, anything at all that like that you feel is going to be different next time around? Uh, I think that, so I, really the only big differences that people are talking about, because you're right, Rob, like everybody's still talking about the WBC. Like it doesn't matter if it's an off year, if it's two years until the WBC, people still love it. They love going back and watching the games and the, the highlights and everything. I think the things that people are curious to see how the WBC moves forward um, are the hosts. I know that there are a couple different cities that are that have submitted officially submitted their bids to host for the WBC, mm-hmm. um, and both Houston and Arlington, Dallas, Arlington. Um, Bob Nightingale said that they are like the leading candidates to le- to uh, host the final for the WBC, which would be a huge difference because I think everybody really liked Miami being the host of those final rounds. Um, so we'll have to see if that happens. I know San Diego also submitted a bid. That the hosts is, I think, what most people are excited to see right now. Still pretty far out from the next WBC, and the next thing is if there's going to be any rule changes because, of course, in MLB we've adopted the 
pitch clock. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, people like the pitch clock now mm-hmm. after the first year of it being implemented. But the other major leagues have not yet. They're, but they're planning to implement it in their leagues in NPB and KBO in the next couple of years. So I don't think that I don't think the WBC is go- going to implement a pitch clock until those all those major leagues do have it. But since it's on the horizon, I think it's possible that maybe not this next WBC, but the following, we will have like a pitch clock and all the like updated rules. And and obviously, I think that in terms of players playing, which was always the the bugaboo when it came to the conversation with WBC, it's yeah. almost been that by the, I'm predicting this, but by the time it gets there, it's almost it's it's a foregone conclusion. The best yeah. players are going to play, and I usually I'm talking about Team USA, but this is after what happened. Unless there's really an injury concern with somebody, but the players are going to play now, and I think that yeah. you're going to see the pitchers. Most importantly, the pitchers who are probably the more shy shy ones about this will pitch. I mean, oh, I guess, totally. I guess. Yeah, I know. I I completely agree. I think what I've been saying and harping on for the last, I mean, since before the this WBC in 2023 is that I think it's just we got to got to give it time. I think it took a while for baseball fans and players to get used to the idea of playing international competition for your country, at least again like you said, for American like Team USA players. It's always been like all the other teams in the WBC for the most part have always brought their best. It's been the team USA that's kind of uh, sent the B team for a lot of, a lot of the years, but I think it's just now people are getting so behind the idea of the WBC. It was a resounding success in 2023. You hear all of the big name players, Trout, Mookie, Goldschmidt, Arenado saying that not only are they, do they want to play in the next one, they all would recommend all players play in the WBC. They said it's like the best thing that they've ever done on a baseball field. And they're already recruiting for 2026. So I, I believe that like with team USA, each WBC, we're going to get more and more of that, like a list players, uh, especially with the pitchers. Hopefully in 2026, we'll get some of our top tier pitchers. Um, It'll probably come down to insurance issues. I know guys like Kershaw wanted to play, yeah. desperately wanted to play, but couldn't because he couldn't get insurance. He tr- even tried to take out insurance himself, but it's just too expensive. So we'll see. Wait, and and you're also going to see, I think, countries, some, you know, we already saw some countries pop up. Oh, my goodness, the Czech Republic, UPS drivers, and so forth and so on. But yeah, but I know we just had on, um, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school, I, with Brian Bannister, who works for the White Sox, and said said the the Switzerland were actually like having him getting advice from him and having some talks about you know what to do and, and trying to advance it. Like you think about that, Switzerland, Switzerland. Yeah. So there you go. And Not a place you'd ever expect to sw- baseball to be played at a high level, and no. yet Switzerland's uh, coach actually reached out to me on Twitter and was asking for. Just like some information on like the next WBC, like graphics, you know, those graphics that I made last year, like looking for like information and team graphics for his own team. So I'm probably going to mock up some stuff for him. Switzerland. Congratulations, Switzerland. You have officially been adopted (laughs) as our baseballs and boring team, team, the sponsored team. I feel feel like 
I think, Sean, that's what we should do. We should pick a team like Switzerland, sponsor them, you know, obviously give them all kinds of gear and everything. And Switzerland, <laughs> so Switzerland, Switzerland seems like they're reaching out to you. We know that they're trying to get educated by Brian. So yep. let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. The moment they get in qualifiers, they're going to have a shot. Then they're just wearing the baseball and some boring gear everywhere. That's oh my goodness! Oh, so it's so good. (laughs) It's so good. All right. So I've been thinking throughout the off season. um, You continue to do an awesome job on social media, and we're going to get to your trip to Dubai in a little bit. But the you know every time I see an international guy coming over, particularly from Japan or Korea, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is everybody wants to know. Everyone wants to think that they know what this guy is like off of a quick glance at YouTube or a quick scouting report. I just say this, you know, and, and I told you, like, okay, we know Yamamoto, we know Otani. Yeah. Who, who, who are some guys that intrigue you that have co- have come over and signed with teams? Yeah, I. It's pretty cool being in the international baseball side of media. Um, being able to follow these different leagues as much as I can because I, and I love prospects as well, which is a lot of fun because you see young players from all around the world that are coming up and baseball is growing in so many other countries more than ever before. But um, because of these other leagues that are growing in NPB, KBO, CPBL, even like the Mexican league and the, the winter leagues in, the, in Latin America and uh, the Caribbean, you see, uh, like I, I'm starting to see a lot of these players that people are hyping up like a couple years before they actually come to MLB. So guys like Shota Imanaga, I already knew about from before the WBC because people were already talking about what he was doing in, in NPB. Um, and it, so like, you know, Saris was talking about him in, in the WBC and he Shota Imanaga had the best stuff plus of any pitcher in all of the WBC. Really? That was ahead of, ahead of Yamamoto, ahead of Otani Sandy Alcantara, like it was, and no one knew really in in the U.S. who Shota Imanaga was. His fastball is ridiculous; like it has that huge rising rising action that you want. Um, so guys like that, yeah, I think Shota Imanaga is a big one. Um, Yariel Rodriguez, who just signed with the Blue Jays, yeah, yeah. he's he's a big. I, I'm really excited to see what his role is with the Blue Jays because he's from Cuba. But he went to go play in NPB. He grew up and developed as a starting pitcher. Um, did okay in NPB, not great. They converted him to um, like a setup man in in the bullpen, and he was lights out for a year or two. I think in 2022 he had like a 1.15 ERA with over uh, a strikeout per inning. Um, was was filthy. And then for the WBC, he played for the Cuban national team. They converted him back to a starter, and that's when he left. He didn't play at all in the 2023 season. So I think he wants to start. He might be sort of that uh, like long relief type swing uh, bullpen guy. So we'll see, but he's got some, some crazy stuff as well. So you got like names like that, that are just so much fun that have been really successful in other leagues that MLB fans are going to be excited to learn about. Yeah. I mean, I've obviously those two guys, especially you're talking about the guy who just went to the blue Jays. And it's funny because these, these teams and these fan bases, it's the, it's the thrill of the unknown. But yeah. you know him. That's the great thing. Like the Imanaga thing. If 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 I'm a Cubs fan and I hear what you just said, I'm like, here, let's go, let's yeah. go. 
uh, that and people I think forget that because I think that in the WBC it is sort of a blur of players internationally, yeah. especially with Team Japan, where it's focused on Otani and and maybe Yoshida and and these guys, but. Next thing you know, you say, oh, by the way, did you know that he was the best pitcher in the WBC? Yeah. Yeah. So, thank. I mean, thanks to you for for understanding that. No, it's it's pretty incredible. I think you're right because in the WBC, you're 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 flooded with baseball player information, like information about all these players that you've never heard of. And so, a couple will stick. Like everybody from the WBC knows Roki Sasaki, and they knew about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Um, but then you got plenty of players like like Yariel Rodriguez and Shota Imanaga that a lot of fans may not have remembered too much from the WBC, but have been succeeding in the, those foreign leagues for years and years. And it's impossible to follow every league from around the world, which is why I try to rely on like my sources as well from NPB and KBO, CPBL. Um, so yeah, a lot of those, a lot of the international guys, it's a lot of fun to see them before they make it to MLB. So for example, like, like Jung-Hoo Lee, he has been the like bar none best hitter in Korea for the last like five years. Like he has been dominating. He's had twice as many uh, walks as he has had strikeouts. He's had like a 340, 350 batting average over there every single year. He's been absolutely dominating. And so it's going to be exciting for, for people to see him in the States who just have not known the name or don't watch KBO. Did First of all, of all these guys that you're talking about and maybe some guys that you haven't even talked about, who is the guy that you think will will by the time we we reach the end of the 2024 season say, "Oh, that guy was that guy was really good." You know, the, and again, I'm not talking about Yamamoto, but some of these guys that you mentioned, maybe somebody else that that it's a nice little story that, that these these teams signed them, and maybe it's mm-hmm. a smaller market team, and we've seen plenty of guys come in to smaller market teams and from from other countries and all of a sudden just take off and sometimes it's it's long lived sometimes it's short lived but anyone jump out to you who who you're really interested in or you think that this guy could really help this team yeah i mean those names that i mentioned those are the big names that i think people uh, are expecting or hoping to pop off um i i'm really it's, honestly it's really going to depend on a couple of the players roles that they have on the team so Jung Hoo Lee, he is not necessarily known as a power hitter. So he's not going to be maybe the guy that's in the middle of the lineup that's um, that's hitting 20 plus home runs. But he's really fast. He's a great defender. Um, he's going to get on base. He has insane play discipline. So I think that's a guy that the Giants are going to really like to have. He's going to be a fan favorite. I don't know if you saw his press conference, but he's yeah, a yeah, character yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had that one where he, he like put on the hat and then he was like handsome handsome yeah. am i handsome <laughs> <laughs> so he just seems like a really cool so dude easy. so easy <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect but so i think that he has a great potential to be an everyday player for them he can play center field really well um so i'm, I'm interested to see what the giants do with him um shota imanaga i think his thing in npb he allowed a lot of home runs mm. but um I'm trying to remember Lance Brozdowski on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He had some great insight on, on him because from what I could, what, what he could see is that in NPB, they don't really pitch high in the zone. 
they pitch to contact. And so with that rising fastball, if the Cubs can teach him actually to keep it up in the, up in the zone, that fastball, um, he should, he should be able to limit those home runs. And then he, if, if that's the case, that was really only the only knock on him is his home runs. So if that's the case, I think Shota Imanaga could, could be really, really solid. Well, that, um, you know, that's and Lance was on with us. And I think one of the other things he said is that, you know, Senga wasn't, we were talking a lot about Yamamoto and the adjustments that he had to make. Yeah. But Senga ha- didn't make adjustments. I mean, it wasn't like this was the exact same pitcher that was in Japan he yeah. came over and he didn't make adjustments, and that's what we just don't know, right? I mean, so yeah, but yeah, those are the so those are the big names. I think the only other situation that I'm really interested to see is the Padres bullpen because they yeah. signed two international arms, um, both in the back end of the bullpen, both Yuki Matsui and Wusuk Go. Who Wusuk Go is Korean. He's um, he was the clo- he was a closer, one of the best closers in Korea for the last couple of years. He was supposed to be the closer for the Korean national team, but got injured right before the WBC. Um, he is a great closer. Like he's already proven that he can. I don't think Yuki Matsui. I don't know him too well, but I don't think he's been a closer for too long. I think he's been more of a like a setup man. So it'll be interesting to see who they go with in that closer role. I know they all also have. Robert Suarez. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to kind of piggyback between those two and who's going to succeed. But that's exactly what those guys with San Diego are the exact sort of examples that I'm talking about is that, yeah, you know, we can think that they're going to be in these roles and the Padres better hope that they are in their those roles, but we have, we have no idea. And that's what makes it so awesome. We just don't, we, we have, we don't, we don't know it. We don't, we, we, that's what you're there for. I appreciate that. Um, but the one part I, about the Otani Yamamoto thing, I do want to ask you about because you are, when it comes to social media, you see the floods of the trends and the <laughs> floods and everything else. We were just talking a little bit about the power of Otani before we came on, but the from your perspective, what has it been like? What has it been like with those two going to the same team? Um the power of that, the power that that brings to the dot. What is, but what is from your, again, from, from your very unique perspective, what has that been like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Rob, it's, it has been wild. Like seeing the reaction from all around the world to both of those players going to the Dodgers, there was already such a big Japanese uh, influence and history with the Dodgers because of Hideo Nomo. Um, and who was probably, he, he was a pioneer pitcher for Japan coming over. He was the first star Japanese pitcher. And now to have the best player, maybe in baseball history, plus the best pitcher in Japan over the last five, six years on the same team together is historic and i think that it's like people complained about how much shohei otani is going to get and that the dodgers are kind of ruining their next decade but they're going to make that they're going to make money still with this they have the entire japanese market like they don't have to worry about that one bit every single japanese fan is going to want to watch those two players on the dodgers together so this it, it was pretty historic and i think that for the for the most part, the Japanese reaction has been extremely positive, and they can't wait to see them together. What for you? 
for for the your following because this is what really is interesting to me you you see the interaction that you have every yeah. single post you have and what is the i guess what is number one the your biggest following of any country and number two what is the sneaky following that you have in other words every mm. time you post something on this country you you get you can see there's a passion behind it so it's two different things, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's two different things. There's the, I know I'm going to post this and I'm just going to get a ton of, I can guess which country it is, but I'm just going to get a ton of reaction. And there's this, then there's this, I can tell there's a lot of passion here because every time I, I don't post a lot about it, but when I do, there's a lot of interaction. What are those mm. two things? Ooh, that's, that's a great question. I think that the easy answer for like most fans, most engagement outside of like America would be Japan. Like there's just so many passionate baseball fans on just in general, but also on Twitter, on social media. So um, it, and they're also very good at searching things in English. So sometimes like I won't even put any like Japanese words or characters in my tweets and they'll find it. <laughs> like really? they'll search for, Shohei's name in English or like Yoshinobu Yamamoto's name in English and they'll find like the English speaking reporters and share all of their information as well. So I I get a ton of traction and a ton of engagement um, from Japanese fans and, and media. I think that that one's not too surprising. Also, the Dominican fans like there, I have a ton of like... Oh, Dominican Republic baseball is everything. Like they love their their players. They're very passionate about following their own players. I think the maybe a little bit more under the radar surprising one is Cuba. Like when I tweet about Cuba and the Cuban national team, I get a ton of engagement from the Cuban fans that follow me. I think that the WBC helped that a ton because there's so much passion regardless of whether you if if you're Cuban, regardless of whether you support the national team or or you don't because there's a big group of fans and citizens that don't support the national team you get a lot of conversation on both sides so of course cuba loves baseball they have a huge long history with uh with baseball so i think i get a lot of cuban engagement as well so how about the smallest the smallest maybe population that's passionate like you know for instance great britain you know i would imagine that they or or yeah. just recently, just recently, the international signing period, the Bahamas made some news. So, yeah. you know, so I don't know if, if this is, if you could, maybe you're tapping into a country <laughs> that you like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that people know me here, yeah. um, which is cool. Like this, that's what's cool about this whole thing. Honestly, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the, so there's, so Taiwan is very small, but they, Baseball is one of their national sports. They also have one of the best like professional baseball leagues in the world. So that one's not too surprising to me. I do get a, like a good amount of engagement when I tweet about like the Taiwanese players or the national team because a lot of them speak English as well. A lot of people that cover and follow CPBL also follow MLB. So that one is pretty natural. But I think there's there's two that actually I'll just go with Great Britain because Great Britain for me was so surprising when I first started following international baseball or reporting on it because I just, I didn't realize that there was any sort of fan base in Britain, in London, like even like in specific parts of Great Britain, like there's, 
there's groups and uh, of fans and there's accounts that follow each individual MLB team. Um, yeah. And they love it. They love baseball. They'll meet in the middle of the night to watch the games. So they have a special place in my heart because not only are they a small, quirky, fun, international, like, fan base but they're all they also speak english which is just so nice because i don't have to do any translating oh. tweets you know like you i went to the wbc and most of the of the country speaks spanish and so that was really hard for me because i'm like well i shoot i need to learn spanish right now um hopefully soon in the future i can yeah, but yeah let's for, go if we're going like purely based on number of countries most of them speak spanish so only it's really only the u.s and Canada. And then you have Great Britain and Australia. Like those are the main English speaking countries that are in the WBC. So Great Britain definitely has a uh, special place in my heart. <laughs> Can I tell you, I'll tell you a story about it's so true about Spanish speaking countries and, and baseball in general. And I'm, I, I, mea culpa, like I should, by now I should know Spanish. I should. Yeah. <laughs> it's in it, uh, Mookie Betts, when I was talking to him the end of the year, he said genuinely, he said his goal, and I haven't talked to him, so I don't know if, if he followed up. I imagine he is because he's yeah. very passionate. He said his off-season goal wasn't, I'm going to go work out here. He said it was to legit learn Spanish. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he said, because I know that I have to be a leader in this clubhouse, and I can't be a leader in this clubhouse without being able to talk to these guys. Which I thought That's was huge. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you like it is just so like disarming when you're able to communicate with people in their native language. Like people are it's just so makes you so much more warm and welcoming and r- relational. Like especially with me covering like international baseball, like I want to be able to communicate with people from all around the world. So learning Spanish and I mean even Japanese would be super cool. Like it it just opens up a whole extra level of a relationship that you can have. So like, for example, Alex Bregman, when he was coming up from the minors, he came up to the Astros. He looked around him and he was like, okay, I'm going to play third base. But at first base, you have Cuban Yuli Gurriel. At second base, you have Venezuelan Jose Altuve. Shortstop, you have uh, Carlos Correa from Puerto Rico. Like, I got to be able to talk to these guys. So he, he learned Spanish fluently. He speaks it perfectly. And like, they had a great core infield because of that, like even stronger. Yeah, it's so tr- it's such a good story and so true. Um, before I get to Dubai, do they speak English in Dubai? Yeah, they do. Yeah, all right, they, okay. All right, yeah, it was it was easy no to idea. speak. So with, yeah, it's uh, easy to communicate with everyone. Uh, before I get to that, uh, there you're gonna have to maybe help me if you don't know. That's okay. Somebody tweeted out the the idea of NPB versus MLB winners, um, which you know I think is is such a delicious idea um and for you it must be a delicious idea (laughs) did you see that and what what's your take i mean what's your take yeah so the so who it was it was the nippon ham fighters manager shinjo he came out and said like there was a meeting with the managers in npb and he had mentioned that he would love to see the a like a true world series like a championship series between the winner of the world series in mlb and the winner of the japan series in npb um even just like once a year a one single game or a series whatever it is he would love to see like those two team play 
as like the true winner of the best team. Uh, and I mean, I tweeted that out and it got great traction. People love the idea <laughs> from both the US and from Japan, just because like, I mean, we from the WBC, people love international baseball now. Like it's, it is so much more popular or at least more like visible now than it was uh, even just a year ago. So <laughs> I don't know if it's possible at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, let, me, I, let me just stop you. It's not, <laughs> it's not possible for a lot of reasons. Number one, you know, the extension of the season. Number two, yeah. there's, just an, there's just enough difference in the subtleties of everything. The baseball, yeah. the rules. I mean, I don't – doesn't mean it's not an awesome idea. Yeah. It's it's, it's like bad news bears go uh, – I'm dating myself. but they, 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 they went over and played in Japan. The, the little league team. Why not? Let's go. I yeah, love exactly. The, I love the idea. I love the idea. But uh, we've had so, in the past. We've had MLB like all star teams yeah, go over stars, there. Yeah. But by so, then, but so, like, so like if yeah. we get that, I'm I'm happy. We don't like we we're not going to have a Japan Japan series versus World Series. But I'd love to see more of like, for example, like the Dodgers and and uh, but, but, and Padres you know going what, over. That's you fine. Know what, the best is the best we're going to do is the WBC, and that's fine. The f- yeah. Fine. <laughs> and and but you're right. The the All Star thing was they would. I remember because uh, I think they did they cancel it this year. They might. I think they canceled it this this not this past last off season. I think because uh-huh. there was a lot of insurance problems. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and because I remember Rich Hill was going to go, Rich friend of the program, Rich ah, Hill, was go, yeah. and there was like all kinds of insurance chaos. But that was always, you know, you're throwing some players together, and yeah. who knows if they're trying or not. So yeah, whatever. All yeah, right. that one's more of a fun exhibition. Well, speaking of trying, you, I know that you tried when you went to Dubai because your work was so good, so excellent. <laughs> Uh, of course, you went over with a bunch of uh, other people, baseball, as part of the Baseball United Exhibitions. Um, it's just, I mean, here you go, Sean. I mean, I- I've talked a lot. I'm so proud of you and, and how far you've come. But uh, that must have been a-, a hallmark moment for you where a year before, what were you doing a year before? <laughs> just starting just starting the WBC stuff, right? I mean, just starting the WBC stuff. Barely starting to edit those graphics. And I was, I mean, yeah, I wasn't really doing much in media at all or, or sports. Like it was I mean, it is you, just you had, wild. You had a successful life. I'm I'm not I'm not just you know, <laughs> no, I'm no. just saying I'm like, I'm so like what's what you're living? <laughs> who were you before? <laughs> yeah, who were you? You were nothing. No, you were nothing you were, before that. You were absolutely something. But it's but but you you are afforded the opportunity to go to Dubai with some other media members yeah. uh, to the baseball United thing. Um, this, I, there's so many things, but I, the floor is yours, man. Like tell me anything you want to tell me about it because yeah, it's, it's forget. I've never get a chance to do that. It's such a unique experience. It's such a unique endeavor by them. And, and by the way, you went to Dubai. Like, <laughs> so all right, go ahead. The floor is yeah. There. I sometimes I forget that part of it. It's like, wow, I went to go see these baseball players. I see this, watch these games, this new league. Oh, and then also I was in a completely different part of the world that I never thought I would ever visit. So, like going to Dubai in itself was just so surreal. But 
Yeah, man, it was it was wild. Like it was so baseball united for I guess those that are not familiar. It's a new professional league in the Middle East and in South Asia. Um, mostly like that covers it, it's based out of Dubai. It covers the UAE and Pakistan and India and the surrounding countries. Um, but we like me and a couple other media members were fortunate enough to be invited to buy baseball United to partner with them and be their content core, uh, for the all-star showcase, which was a two game showcase series, um, with the best players that are going to be playing in baseball United in the next couple of years. Um, so yeah, we went and we, we got to go see these games. We got to go to the practices, see the field, converted from a cricket pitch into a baseball field. I'd never stepped on a cricket field before to see the way that that was like transitioned and changed it the week of into a baseball stadium um, to be able to be up and close and personal with like Robinson Cano and Bartolo Colon, like big, big names, all-star MVP type players in MLB that are backing this league. Um, it was it was so surreal. Um, I told you before we started, like the media access was incredible. Like so many, I, I got, I just, I've thanked cash shake so many times the CEO of baseball United for the opportunity because it was just, it was like, I've never experienced anything like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if I ever do again, if I don't ever again, because like there were so many players and media personnel that I got to meet so many opportunities to talk with players and just get to like, hear their story more than just like, like what they're doing on the field, but like about their lives and like where they're from, of course, like with me having an international view of baseball, like hearing the players from Brazil and how they grew up playing baseball. The guy from Lithuania, like got to see Dennis Kasumba, the player that went viral from Uganda for like, all his catching workouts like he was there Small, just like, by the way smaller than i thought like in person <laughs> smaller than so i yeah. mean i love his story i love his videos anytime i was talking to a kid who was a catcher i said how are you not doing the drill that he's doing which is basically holding a weight tied to a string onto the catcher's mitt you know to keep the the, the i just love yeah. him. i love him yeah so anyway i'm sorry so much passion and like the from the first moment cool story about him the first moment he walked into the hotel when he got there me and a couple of the other content core uh personnel were just sitting in like the front lobby and we waved at him and he had the biggest smile and was waving back and afterwards i went up to him and i was like hey my name's Sean. Just wanted to congratulate you on being here like getting this opportunity and he just like wrapped me up in the biggest hug ever i've never met this guy he does not know who i am and yet he just was like he was like thank you so much like i'm so excited to be here um and he was like that with everybody that he met he was the nicest guy the most genuine sweetest guy i've ever met um and it's pretty cool because a lot of the players that got to play with him were really inspired by his story like even some of the mlb players to where like i got to talk to a couple players they were saying that like they're trying to figure out ways to help him develop in, in different countries, like see if he can make it out to um, different countries to, to help him develop outside of his home. So it's just, it's really encouraging and a really super cool story. Um, really yeah, inspiring and, and, for a lot of people. That's the thing too, is that there, there was such an eclectic group of players and different yeah. demographics. You had, you have the Bartolo Colones, you have the Robinson Canoes, you, and then you have, 
the, I mean, that's an awesome story, an absolutely awesome story. And then you have some other guys from maybe countries that people aren't as familiar about. Maybe somebody's dipped their toe in some professional league somewhere, whatever it is. But it seemed also that, and you would know better than I, that everybody, no matter what group I just mentioned, they were all in it, understood, they were in yeah. it to spread the word. Um to not put on airs, not to not be like a jerk about anything, um, yeah. to not say, hey, I don't have time for you now. Like you said, the access was incredible. Everybody was in there in it for the cause of the great game of baseball. Yeah. And, uh, and, then, and that's not, honestly, Sean, that's not easy to do when you get no. guys who been in the major leagues for a long time. It was that I think that was probably the coolest part and the most surprising part for me is that like these guys were pretty much hand-selected by the Baseball United League um, and the the front office management and ownership group of Baseball United. They were basically hand-selected to be like the ambassadors to start and launch this new league in a place that has never had professional baseball. And so something I didn't realize was going to be so cool about it is like everybody there was just so genuinely cool and nice and friendly and everybody wanted to be there. And everybody was just excited to bring baseball to this new part of the world. So you had players and coaches talking with media and talking with like the families that were there. Some of the families were able to uh, come out with the players and everybody was just so happy to be there, which is not something that I think you you get uh, in a lot of sports, like competitive sports events like you oh. do, like you well, did there. I mean, you, like, were around, you were around the WBC even, and that's the, the stakes are obviously higher there. But even then, you probably had some guys who were like, "Hey, not now. I'm yeah. super intense. I got to get ready for the game." And oh know, yeah, understood. But that you know, so that's great. That's awesome. Good for you. It was you. cool, man. Thank you. you. Yeah, no, it was exciting, and we'll see what happens with Baseball United moving forward. They have a long term agreement with the government in the UAE to have this league in their first season. Actual season launches this fall or this winter, November and December. So. We'll see, but I mean, at least for this showcase, it was it was a blast, and got to meet so many people from all around the world. Um, and just, I'm honestly, I'm still processing it all. It's awesome. Well, listen, it's going to be a great year for you. 2023 was pretty cool, but 2024 <laughs> is going to be even better. You're my I pick. Hope so. pick. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. And and next thing you know, we're going to wake up, and the WBC is going to be here. It's going to be, you know, by then, by then though, it's. It's you aren't going to be able to walk down the street at the WB. <laughs> hey, listen to this though. It's 2024. Next year already is WBC qualifiers. So we will already be having oh. WBC related games to see what countries are going to be in the WBC a year from now. What's it's your so dark, soon. What's your sleep? What's your dark horse? What give me the I mentioned Switzerland. What's the team you think is going to sneak in that maybe didn't make it last time? Oh, I I would love to see Brazil make it back into the WBC. I think that they have so much potential. They've made it 2013. They were in the WBC, but they didn't make it in 2017 or 2023. I think this is their time to make it back in. But I think the big dark horse that I would love to see. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. 
two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.